Like him, I killed in the name of good. But the violence of my life pulled my soul towards the darkness. But I fought and freed my soul. Now I watch for others like me. Men are the ones who create evil on Earth. It is the choices they make that enslave their souls to hell. This is the test. I will not be pushed, filed, stamped, indexed, briefed, debriefed, or numbered. My life is my own. For official purposes, everyone has a number. Yours is number six. I am not a number. I am a person. Six of one, half a dozen of another. Is this, is this what they did to you? Is this how they tried to break you till they got what they were after? In your heads must still be the remnant of a brain. In your hearts must still be the desire to be a human being again. This is the most serious breach of etiquette. Larry Page and I used to be close friends, and I would yes. stay at his house in Palo Alto. And I would talk to him late into the night about uh, AI safety. And at least my perception was that Larry was not taking uh, AI safety uh, seriously enough. Um, and um, What did he say about it? He really seemed to be um, what it wants, wants sort of a digital superintelligence, basically digital God, if you will, uh, uh, as soon as possible. Um, he wanted that? Yes. He's, he's made many public statements over the years uh, that, that the whole goal of Google is uh, uh, what's called AGI, artificial general intelligence or artificial superintelligence. You know, and, I, and I agree with him that the, there's great potential for good, um, but there's also potential for bad. And so if, if you've got some um, radical new technology, you want to try to take the set of actions that maximize probably it, it will do good and minimize probably it will do bad things. Yes. Um, it, it can't just be helpful leather. Let's just go, you know, barreling forward and, you know, hope for the best. And then at one point, uh, I said, well, what about, you know, we're going to make sure humanity's okay here. Um, <laughs> and, 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 um, uh, and then he called me a speciest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, he use, did he use that term? Yes. And there were witnesses. To other, I wasn't the only one there when he called me a speciest. And so... I was like, okay, that's it. Uh, I've, yes, I'm a species. Okay. You got me. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fully a species. Um, busted. Um, so, um, that was the last straw. At the time, uh, Google, uh, had acquired DeepMind. And so Google and DeepMind together had about three quarters of all the, uh, AI talent in the world. They obviously had a tremendous amount of money and uh, more computers than anyone else. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're a unipolar world here where there's just one, one company that has close to a monopoly on uh, AI talent and uh, 
and, and computers, uh, like so scaled computing. And the person who's in, in charge doesn't seem to care about safety. This is not good. So, uh, so then I thought, what's, what's the, the furthest thing from Google would be like a nonprofit uh, yeah. that is fully open because Google was closed uh, for profit. So that's why the open and open AI refers to open source, uh, you know, transparency. So people know what's going on. Yes. And that it, it, we don't want to have like a, a, I mean, while I'm normally in favor of for profit, we don't want this to be sort of a profit maximizing of demon course. from hell. That's you know? right. <laughs> that just never stops. Right. <laughs> so that, that's how open AI would, would, would. So you want specious incentives here. Incentives that yes, like, I think we want we want pro human yeah, like the future good for the humans yes yes because we're humans. All right. Welcome to today's live stream from tylerbloyer.com. I am your host, Tyler Bloyer. Today is April 22nd, 2023, and uh, it wasn't even intending to play that motion or the title card with the music again. I know sometimes those intros can get a little bit long, and uh, someone listening to the audio is like, why is he playing this long track again? This is a joke. But anyway, I'm happy to have you guys here today with me at the, uh, again, tylerbloyer.com new studio that I've set up. My son was making fun of me because he's like, he's like, that's cool, but look at your backgrounds all messy and like there's stuff everywhere. It's like, you know, I'm still getting set up. Uh, perfection is the, uh, op- or what is it? Is the, Perfection is the something of the done. I can't, for some reason, you know, as soon as you go live, you can't think anymore straight. Uh, but if you try to do everything perfect, sometimes you're not going to get anything done. So that's the idea, is that uh, if you try to make it too perfect, then you'll never uh, get started, or sometimes you won't anyway. It's not that you shouldn't do the, your best and try to be outstanding and uh, try to uh, always perform the best that you can in a role. But again, the format here with these new shows that I'm doing is more uh, off the cuff, not as formatted. You know, the type of person I am, uh, I will end up overthinking, overdoing. And then again, perfection uh, is the uh, thing that's going to stop you from just getting something done. And so sometimes you just got to get going and that's how you sort of figure it out, right? If you're, if you're not good with OBS, fire it up and figure it out, you know, and, uh, don't stop until you are at least getting something, uh, you know, that you want out of it as far as the content that you're producing. But if you sit and worry about, oh man, my hair isn't perfect, or oh, the studio is messy behind me, or I have this huge bright window in my room here, so the light's coming in, I haven't blocked it out yet, so the lighting's all screwed up, depending on what time of day it is, and, uh, you know, those kind of things can end up holding certain people back, um, myself included, 
And so the enemy of the done, it was killing me. Like perfection is the enemy of the done. That's one way to put it, right? So it could be just, um, you know, other things might be impeding someone, but if you're really just trying to, you know, wait till something's perfect, sometimes you just have to cut it and go. And when that's why I'm going to be doing this live. I'm doing the episodes that you're going to be seeing on usually on a weekend, Saturday or Sunday here live on Odyssey for now. And uh, let's just get right into it today. I want to cover some of that Elon Musk clip that I opened up there with as you know, that he was called a specious by Larry Page of Google and sort of the gray figure that I see Elon Musk as being. I don't see Elon Musk as like, oh, he's all good or all bad. I think if someone does something good um, and says something, uh, you know, good, then that can be analyzed. And if they're doing things that are what we, we, we would consider bad, then that, that can be analyzed. But I see Elon Musk as sort of a gray figure. Uh, he did also speak out against world government uh, at the World Government Summit, which was pretty funny. So there's things that he's doing, you know, warning of AI and all that. But then there's also like, he's just sort of shifting the Overton window, you know, like the Pied Piper kind of moving things along in the direction that A, they might already been have been going already. But then B, he's also sort of like bringing it in, you know, he's, he's sort of the one carrying it out. Uh, he's sort of the conduit for a lot of this stuff, like the, the brain implants and the, uh, um, the artificial intelligence, the, you know, a lot of the green movement stuff, the, the Skynet, uh, uh, I want to say Sparklight, but, uh, Starlink and Starlink's awesome, but then it could also be used for, you know, nefarious purposes, by uh, military, by NSA, by censorship. You know, he's saying he's building these free and open platforms or whatever, making Twitter more free, more free speech oriented. Um, but then maybe he turns around and actually uses, you know, Starlink, AI, the social media things that he's got going on to start actually, you know, controlling more of the aspect of what's being talked about on those platforms. Let's get into uh, this meme here, though. Let's get into the meme today. Let's see if I can press the right button. So, uh, brain chips, EVs, and transhumanism from Klaus Schwab. Oh, no, not, not about that. Don't want anything to do with any of that. Brain chips, EVs, and transhumanism from Elon Musk. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So that's kind of what I mean. It's like... So this almost some of the same overlapping agendas with things going on. Um, people will see Klaus Schwab as like, he's sort of like the Dr. Evil archetype villain, you know. You will eat the bugs and... So if he penetrates the cabinets. He's penetrating your mind with the bugs and, uh, you know, you will own nothing and be happy. This sort of neo-feudalism, neo-communism type idea. Uh, everybody... Well, not everybody. People can uh, sense that this is not something they want, that this is uh, something they're going to push against the Great Reset Agenda. But then Elon Musk, you know, comes out in his uh, devil boy outfit here or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, he wants to put Neuralink in your brain to save 
from uh, heart attacks and strokes and things like that and bringing forward electronic vehicles and transhumanism and that's all good you know hey it's elon musk he's so cool so such an awesome guy he's like tony stark almost right so and again i'm not like 100 percent either way like even even and this might throw some people off but like the cyborg brain chips well you know if they really can do things like stop seizures and maybe fight cancer in your body or something like that I mean, this is where things are headed. The trend is headed this way anyway. I mean, I've got some wild theories about what I think is already going on with their ability to interface, you know, with your uh, body through perhaps, you know, stuff that they're spraying into the atmosphere that they can already sort of excite or even connect into things that they're already, you know, or the mRNA, they call it an internet technology platform like Moderna on their website calls it a platform, you know, to connect things. So it's like you're going to be on the Internet of Things even if you don't consent. I think that the the neural link is more about like, oh, we're going to get your consent to do it. Yeah, you're going to agree. But then, you know, I don't, I don't think that that always stops them getting your consent. I think sometimes when we start to learn about things that come down from the military-industrial complex pipeline, sometimes those things that we start to learn about are actually, you know, already implemented and they're kind of just sort of letting you know, you know, so let's watch. I think I pulled this up as the stream was starting. So if this is the wrong clip, I'm probably not going to fiddle around too much, but I think this is the clip of him talking at the world government summit. Let's just play this really quick if we can here. Let's see, that's not working. Une chose que je devrais dire, et je sais que ça s'appelle le sommet du gouvernement mondial, mais je pense que nous devrions être un peu inquiets sur le fait de devenir un gouvernement mondial. That's funny. Okay, so that's definitely not the one because it's like translated, and that's why when you do it live. So let's see. Oh, that's it. Does say it's in French. If I would have saw that, seen that. Let's see this one. If this one doesn't work, then we'll give up on this. Um, but uh, I think we should be maybe a little bit. Let's back it up about, again. Let's back it up. One again. thing I should say on. I know this is called the World Government Summit, um, but um, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about. Uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, if, if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Um, you, know, if, you know, if you look at, say, the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, the, the really all throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen, but it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there have been there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances and so um, you know say like while rome was falling it, uh, it you know uh, islam was rising and uh, so you had like a uh, you know the, the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while rome was doing terribly um, And that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and uh, and many scientific advancements. And so, um, 
So I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world, of a single uh, civilization, because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if, we're, if the whole the whole thing may collapse. Um, I'm not, obviously not suggesting war or anything like that, but I think we want to be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but um, but we, we just we, we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity, such that if uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't collapse uh, and 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 you know humanity keeps moving forward. So you know this kind of talk with you know uh, speciesists. And he's a pro-populationist and anti-world government. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with these things. I I think that this is someone who's you know thinking about these complex issues a lot more than uh, people that just go along with the narrative or those that are actually pushing the narrative of world government. But uh, you know, and at the world government summit to stand up and say that he's actually not for world government is. You know, I mean, he can't, that's, what am I going to say? Like, oh, no, I, I think that that's bad that he's doing that. Like, it. Uh, again, I think a, Elon Musk is a gray figure. I'm not saying, like, he's our, he's a superhero, and I'm such a fanboy for Musk. Like, you know, that's definitely not my position. But, uh, you know, when he says things like, I'm a populationist, you know, that's one of my lines. Because, like, people are like, oh, well, we might need to, depopulate what is this reflection coming off my forehead here uh we you know we need to depopulate the world's overpopulated and someone like elon musk comes out and he's like no i actually think with that we need to uh, increase the population and that we actually should be you know trying to produce more people and there's a higher chance for you know greater intelligence when there's more people and we thrive more when things are growing and otherwise you can have systemic collapse and things uh, falling in, uh, if the if the birth rate collapses or it go, goes down too much, then the yeah the population could collapse, and that's not necessarily a good thing, um, you know, unless you're like a transhumanist uh, elite psychopath that thinks that they're going to merge with the machines and you know all the jobs and everything they're going to need done for them are going to be done by artificial intelligence. It, my position is I hope that we don't you know, get taken out by AI or that it doesn't destroy the planet uh, or destroy us. I guess the planet will probably be fine, but humanity may not be. But that we can, you know, decide to how we're going to work with this technology. And I've always had an issue with calling it artificial intelligence. Again, like the the anthropomorphism of calling this computer thing uh, anything that has to do with humanity. Why does it have to be like humanity? I mean, it's not already. It's already far beyond our capabilities in many ways. But really, it's just it's still just computer science. I mean, this isn't an actual in- intelligent being that's being created. It's not a biological being. Uh, we, like Elon Musk said in the clip from last week, we're sort of like the biological bootloader for this thing. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely on everyone's mind the topic and how it's taken over our world recently with chat GPT and things like that. Like it, there is a prevalence of new technology coming online or at least more people coming aware of that technology. And it's probably going to continue to increase that way, but none of us probably, again, the unknown unknowns 
none of us really know the direction or exactly how this stuff is going to be used. It's like people back when like email was first a thing, like, what's that little at symbol there? And what do you mean WWW? Like, what does that mean? And now, you know, they thought the internet was AOL and online forums and chatting. Turns out the internet is definitely something far beyond anything that any of those people would have understood that it could be. And in, up and into and including now moving forward, it's still going to be the same story. But so, I mean, my commentary, my opinion on it isn't going to be all that interesting because none of us really know. So, I mean, it's it's exciting in that way, but also really terrifying, you know, but I, I am also a pro-populationist. I'm a pro-humanist. I am pro-technology as well. I think that these things can be used for good. Um, I'm doubtful because of how, to put it in simple terms, asleep the waking, the masses are, the masses are an awakening. So it's kind of terrifying to think, you know, if you look at like what happened during the COVID-19 pandemic and everybody just suddenly like lays down all their freedom and just gives into tyranny, uh, no problem because they're wearing white lab coats and, uh, you know, the, the scientism and the, the cult of scientism essentially and the medical establishment, uh, sort of running things, you know, from here moving forward, it seems like, uh, yeah, I mean, that doesn't, make me excited at all for some of the, I mean, if you empower humanity with tools and they're all retarded idiots that just, you know, can't think for themselves and are so dumbed down and brainwashed that they really don't understand even what's going on in their cybernetic, you know, technocratic control loops and grids. Uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. And we all saw exactly what went down during the COVID era. So, um, that's funny. Leave my headphones on again, like giant studio headphones that I don't even need on. I was just listening to the, to the clip there. I, I had some behind the ear headphones that I was using. I'll have to find those again. All right. So that's, that's enough about the opening clip. Let's get into today's announcements. Um, yeah. So today actually I'll be going over uh, some announcements here. Uh, the Prisoner, the series. I want to make some uh, points on that. As you can see, like the some of the artwork I've been using on the title slides are related to that. Patrick McGowan's The Prisoner. And then we'll talk about Noster a little bit more. And uh, next after that, Waking Up and issues I've seen with some people uh, in the quote-unquote awake community. And uh, also we'll talk about the One Great Work Network a little bit more and some of my thoughts and opinions about some of the content and the creators on there. And then we'll go into the Sovereign Citizen, quote-unquote, movement, quote-unquote, uh, some things there that I mentioned last week. But we're going to talk about that young man that was um, basically like executed in a way by the police there in Farmington. Um, but I'm going to show you how I don't really agree with his approach. So I used the word executed, still don't agree with the approach, and I'll tell you why. And we'll talk about that. And then uh, if we have time, I want to talk a little bit more at that point about the ability for the Fed to kind of keep the illusion going, and it'll have to do with some of the intermission clips that we have coming up, as well as fin- uh, finishing up with homeschooling your children and my thoughts on that. So... Uh, Those are the things that we're going to talk about today. So let's go ahead and get right into the announcements. 
All right, so again, you can find my work at tylerbloyer.com and you can uh, subscribe there via email. And each time I produce a piece of content, I also send out an email. And I think like some of the other things that I'm going to be talking about here today, like Noster or Library and these other protocols or RSS, as I've talked about plenty of times, and how I'm a big fan of RSS, uh, these types of protocols, such as something as simple as email. Well, what's that little at symbol there? What does that mean? You know, people back in the 90s. What does it mean to type www? Um, email is definitely one of the strongest ways, I think, to stay in touch with uh, my audience, the people that want to follow my work, and uh, RSS as well. So, like, using those two and... Uh, you know, subscribing with your favorite podcast or podcasting service. I am, you know, on the Apple podcast platform, which I know a lot of people are, are used because I think it just comes with the iPhone. Like you can just kind of tie right into it there. And then also Google podcasts, which I was thinking about is pretty funny because like why, what kind of a contradiction is that? I violated the terms on the, you know, YouTube community standard uh, thing, but I'm still allowed on their Google podcast, and I'm definitely not tempting fate here. <laughs> I mean, really, if they took me off Google platform, Google platform completely or whatever, uh, I would not be all that concerned. But sort of a contradiction, right? Like I'm allowed to be on uh, their platform as podcast, but not YouTube. Like, why is that? Is it just because you you know more? They know for a fact that more people are on YouTube. But they'll allow it on RSS. But that's also kind of my point with RSS is like it's kind of like exploiting a loophole in the quote unquote, I've been so censored movement. It's like use some of the platforms that don't do that then or use ways to publish yourself that you won't be so censored. Um, Anyway, so that's uh, the website. Pretty easy to find me there. And then freedomsrising.live. I had the live stream going. Uh, before the show, my server that I'm using NDI to shoot out this stream to that server so it can shoot up to Freedoms Rising um, is crashing on me. So uh, excuse me, I had to sneeze there. So that server just crashed on me again. I had it going. It was streaming live. And then there's something rebooting with it. Maybe I just need to update that computer or I'll take a look at it. But I call that computer Thor. It's like the production machine in my office. Uh, It's also a backup system to this primary system. So at least my primary system is still working. There were quite a few technical difficulties getting things going today. And at my new location, I'm still working with my internet company to get on a package that doesn't charge me ridiculous amounts when I go over their quote-unquote, you know, rated limits or whatever. I may just go for the full unlimited internet at this point, even though it's quite a bit more. Uh, And then I can go get back into the live stream 24-7. But right now, like with all the upload and all the heavy internet usage that I do already, there was some, some pricing issues there. Uh, Freedom's Rising Live is ready to go back. Normally, if you were to go to the to this site during the day, there would be a, a stream playing of things that I put into the playlist that I just want to broadcast out there 24-7, including some of my work. And then I could also go live on my own platform, you know, 
like I tried to this morning. It worked last week. I don't know what's going on this week. And then, of course, the Freedoms Rising series is easily locatable there at freedomsrising.live. Okay? So, also, um, there was a ton... I mentioned last week the YouTube deplatforming and that I had done quite a bit of work uh, prepping to be ready for that uh, takedown. And I had a number of my things that I had posted on my website already embedded with Odyssey links. But then I went through and I found quite a few things that were not still. After saying that last week, I thought I'd double check. And so I went through and updated all the links. Now everything's there that was there in the past. So uh, like, for example, falling into the movement traps, uh, the secondary matrix, the audio again is there always with my posts, and then the uh, Odyssey link should work here as well. So so that's good. Of course, uh, you know, takes a minute to load some of this stuff, but that should work at least. At least there's not some big blank thing there that says the YouTube thing has been taken down. So that's all fixed. And same with on the one great work network, my page had <coughs> the same problem. There was a bunch of posts that I had that were outdated with the old YouTube links, but now everything there has been updated as well with the Odyssey links so that the content should be available no matter what. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's good. Um, don't want that to play into the stream, so I'll just stop that and... We'll go back to the next thing that I wanted to talk about really quick is that I do have a gilded link. Um, this is the gilded server, and this is sort of a backup to Freedoms Rising Discord and TylerBlur.com Discord, because Discord, you know, decided that my content or something was violating their community standards. So now I've just decided I'll have a link for gilded in here if, the, you know, people want to trickle in here, and then I'll start posting, you know, when I go live here and we'll have an area of community to talk about the episodes or talk about the content or just, you know, be able to follow me and my work there. Now, the next thing I'll get into is coming up. I am going to be helping Cassandra, my wife, produce her course, a live course series that she's starting here in uh, the town of Snowflake, Arizona, at a place called Bread and Basics. And so if you're in the local area, this class already filled up, this first one, but she's done a whole series of classes that are going to be, or she's planning to do a whole series of classes coming up. And uh, so we just got out this morning her email uh, on that uh, to her email audience, and she put in there all the different dates that are coming up for those live classes and she's doing all the work here but what i am going to do with this is do the technical side where i we live stream it out and record it and so you know th we'll see about the quality of the productions and how we're going to be able to do that if it's going to be kept online and then given out for free after that or if we want to you know take it down after we live stream it because maybe the it's going to be hard to do this the first few times we've done events like this where we record her uh, classes 
but not with like an audience and like live interaction and all that. Um, this format in this browser came out a little weird, but uh, if I pull up the email, just go for that. Uh, if you go to alteats.life, you can also sign up for that email list for Cassandra's uh, alternative ingredients, alternative lifestyle uh, little cottage kitchen company that she's doing and the live class is coming up. You'll be able to have access to the live feed on the site here with the link, which will take you to the page where I'll be doing that streaming production. So that's why I definitely want to support Cassandra and what she's doing uh, to help bring people together in our local community. But then also, this is a good example of within the Stones Media Network productions and things that we'll be doing moving forward uh, within the Stones being the label for my content production when I assist other people and, you know, do the production myself for within the Stones. Like that's the little graphic you see come up in the beginning. Uh, that's uh, what that is. So next, again, the Seed Conference, Seed 5 Metamorphosis, I will be doing uh, the production for this as well, the live streaming production anyways. There's going to be all the awesome content creators will be doing all their awesome content. Uh, they're going to be producing it themselves. Uh, so for me, they, they submit that. We're going to be live streaming it, doing some live Q&A, uh, live roundtable discussions, two days, September 23rd and 24th, with all these awesome content creators and people, not just content creators, but People from the One Great Work Network, people with great understanding and knowledge on occultism, esotericism, freedom, history, philosophy, and natural law and symbolism. And it's a free online conference. You can go to seedtruth.com to learn more about that. And also in my tab mess here, I have the Seed Truth Academy Odyssey channel up. And you can start to go watch some of the past uh, productions from from Brandon and uh, Nate and the uh, folks that have done work for seed conferences in the past. Their presentations are up here. So like uh, Indica Martin and uh, Logan from the One Great Work Network, Logan Hart. And pretty much a lot of the folks that were in the last conference, I think, did uh, work for the Seed 4 conference that we did a couple years back. And so that content is up here on the Seed Truth Academy Odyssey channel. And uh, that is the type of stuff that I'd like to promote on Odyssey. Odyssey is a great platform and... It's cool that they've got this Seed Truth Academy posted here. So those things will be in the show notes, and uh, we'll you know continue to discuss this as it comes up until the Seed 5 Metamorphosis event, and then hopefully some of the people that listen to my work will be able to attend and get the value out of that. So great job for those guys doing that. All right, so that's it for the announcements. Now, the... Prisoner connection in the last episode. Did anyone catch the prisoner connection? If I pull up that artwork that I had for that.
can anyone tell me what the connection is between the Prisoner series and the AI connection? And I'm not going to spoil it, so we'll leave it there. But uh, that connection is there. And if anyone hasn't seen the Prisoner series, uh, I would suggest to check it out. I think, I mean, if there's something about it that just really kind of stuck with me. And the old, like, 70s vibe look and feel of this production as well. I'm pulling up here. Let's uh, keep this turned down, but let me sh- let me just... Uh, let's get in the old headphones here. But this, uh, this is the intro here. Uh, I had to download it. I think I torrented the whole series and then I converted it into MP4s and then we watched them on my computer or on the TV. So it is it is accessible out there. It might be kind of hard to get to. I've even offered for people if they're like really interested and they just can't find it that I would upload um, the MP4s that I have of the series if they want to download it. But it's basically about this guy that decides to quit working for the system and quit. he's like, I'm done. I quit. I'm out. And the rest of the series is them trying to understand, like, the psychology of this guy. Like, how did this guy break out of the Matrix? There's his resignation on the screen. And then he's, like, you know, feeling on top of the world, kind of. Like, he's he's taking back control of his life. But then, very shortly after that, you know, he realizes that there is no escaping from these people. (laughs) And he ends up on an island where they basically kidnap him or, like, take him away onto this island. And he can't escape. And the rest of the time, it's basically, you know, him being monitored. And they... There's various situations that come up where he tries to escape. And they don't, like, just straight up kill him because they're interested in the information. Like, that's what they want to know. That's what they keep telling him. We want information. Information. And, uh, I I don't want to give the ending away, like I said, so if you reach out to me if you think... But here's one thing I will give away when they say, who is number one? He says, who is number one? Because everybody has a number, and that's why this the title of this episode today is not a number. But who is number one? And then they say, you are number six. And... It's kind of a hint to me there. And look look at that. The very first clip of him in the show is him waking up, right? So the allegorical and like like look at that. That's I mean right there. That you could do 10 minutes on that just there. What does what does it mean when the main character opens his eyes and the first time you see him he's waking up out of a slumber, right? It's kind of like Neo in the Matrix, same thing. Like the first time you see Neo, he's sleeping and opens his eyes, right? So this, and but this is back, you know, way before. I've done this before. I talk about the prisoner and then I can't remember the year. And if you can hear the little birdies in the background, you know, I got some chicks in the brooder and they, the only room I had in this house that I'm in now was in here. 1967 British television series. It says, 
Okay. No problem, babe. I gotta turn off my Slack notification sound because it goes into the stream. Um, but w when they say, here, let me pull this up really quick if I can. Or, uh, doing it live. Motion graphics, source materials. What do you want? Information. Whose side are you on? That would be telling. We want information. Just information. Information. You won't get it. They say, by hook or by crook, we will. We will. So they will. Who are you? By hook or by crook. The new number two. Who are you? You are. Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? I know that's kind of quiet, but that's the whole point. That's every time he's like, "Who are you?" and they're like, "I'm number two. And there's always this new number two because the old number two failed to crack in. They failed to get the information from him. They they keep trying to get the information and they just keep failing at it. So. Uh, so yeah, the real, and then he says, who is number one? And they don't answer him seemingly. And they say, you are number six. And I think again, that's a little wink because they're like, you are, you're really the number one. You know, you're the, you're the person who's in control. You're the free person here. You know, you are, who's in control. Go look in the mirror. Who's the darker cult person enslaving, enslaving you? Who are they? The forces go look in the mirror. You know, that's, you are number one, right? But who's the real number one? And what's the connection with the last episode? All right, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> Don't want to give too much away. But again, something about the whole series just kind of stuck with me and the artwork and the, the theme and the the allegory and the brilliance of Maguhan and the production and just the oddness to it too, because it's like British. Yeah, I I like to make fun of the British, but I don't necessarily think that uh their culture is something i want to imitate but at the same time like the 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 i don't know i, don't, I can't even really put it in words i think that uh, it's highly recommended series for me um but some other people might find it really odd and strange so let's get into this next okay so next moving on next segment we're going to talk about noster all right now noster is a protocol it's not a platform so unlike something like perhaps uh float let's say uh float was a platform not a protocol where noster is actually a protocol uh and it's a decentralized social networking with a chance of working <laughs> i like that i think i feel that way too about it like i'm not fully saying that this is the future yet but I, it seems like something like this is going to be more like the future. Um, my favorite thing about it, just to put it right before we get into even talking about it, is basically it's kind of like RSS or email like I was talking about, or even library when we understand a little bit more about how library works, in the sense that you can keep... You will not lose your feed no matter what, 
depending on which relay is serving your JSON posts, but also your followers, the information on your profile, um, all that can be taken with you and moved around uh, platform independent. So there's no central platform that can say, this person's banned or anything. Some app might ban you, you're spanning porn, you're, you know, they don't like you or something. Perhaps that particular client can find some way not to allow you on that client platform, but you could spin up your own client platform. You can make your own Noster protocol uh, platform integrated uh, client that would uh, server whatever, you know, platform uh, such as uh, Snort, such as Domus for the iOS apps, such as Amethyst for Android apps. These are all clients that have recently been produced for uh, the Noster protocol. So here's my snort.social, and I've been posting on the Grow Noster hashtag uh, some memes, and I've even gotten some zaps from people from over the Bitcoin Lightning Network uh, just for posting memes. I mean, so it's not like rolling in the dough type thing. I think I've got, uh, let's see, three, I had two, I have two cents, 87 sats in my account. Uh, and it's mainly been from strangers on Noster sending me a zap. So it has a payments integration built in over the lightning network. And we're not going to get too much into that today. Uh, there's a, a picture of the, the new members of the brood there when they were just a couple days old and the ones you can hear maybe behind me here. Uh, but yeah, so Noster is a protocol. So let's get it a little bit more into what it actually is. And, uh, Again, I don't want to be like, everybody should go to Noster, and then, uh, you know, you go there and it ends up being just another thing. But it's not like other social platforms. And so I could I could, I could really see this taking off. I've enjoyed using it, and I don't even enjoy social networking or social platforms, but I guess I'm sort of a, a nerd in a way. And also, you know, I love the, the heart behind this is basically public and private key pair technology similar to that of Bitcoin. I don't think there's any blockchain happening here. It's just simple relays, uh, relaying JSON messages and using signing algorithms to know who sent it essentially. So it doesn't solve like in itself solve like the bot farm problems. It doesn't in itself solve the spam spamming CPORN problem. It, it doesn't solve those necessarily, but the relay could solve that the the particular relay could have filtering mechanisms and then the particular client could have uh, filtering mechanisms as well so you could theoretically have your own relay with your own client because there's clients and relays it's not clients and servers it's a relay that will relay what clients uh, point to it and send out and then also you can sign up for different relays so for example on snort i can go into my profile and i can't remember exactly where there was somewhere to set up the different relays yeah right here so it comes default snort with with, uh, relay.snort.social snort.wine snort and so what that means is everyone that's sending their content through those relays will show up here on this global feed right so you can see that there's quite a few people on Noster, and most of them are like from the Bitcoin community. But recently, Jack Spearco and others started promoting, 
And so there's a lot of people actually posting on here like what they're doing in their life and, you know, actually using it as a social platform and posting content here versus just like Bitcoin nerds. But this is the global relay here. So you can see there's stuff coming in from from all over. I don't follow any of these people. But then I can also go to the people that I do follow and see, uh, here's a post from Jack who's been promoting and using the platform a lot. Friends are coming over today for a seafood fast feast on the back porch. Stay, start early with Bloody Marys. Yes, please. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Um, so let me read to you actually something uh, that Jack wrote. If I can find it, he's been posting a lot. I do have it captured in my notepad if I need to read it from there. Actually, I think I captured the link itself to that post. No, that's a link to my profile. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> so I, I thought this was great, uh, what he wrote about it. And it summarizes sort of what the point I'm trying to get across to. So I'm just going to go ahead and read this post. It says, The big reason Noster will succeed massively. It isn't Zaps. It isn't BTC dominance. It isn't just that it is unstoppable. Nope. The magic is that it is a protocol, not a platform or an app. Platforms do shit like introduce a feature. People love it. And then they just take it away. Why? Doesn't matter. Like, say, editing on Twitter. They ignore requests for relatively easy-to-use features as well. They censor, sure, but they do it arbitrarily. Maybe I want porn filtered. Maybe you don't. Okay, maybe we also want to talk to one another. The beauty of Noster is we can get all we want. I can use an app site or a set of relays and filter out the porn you can do otherwise, and we still... and But we but still see my posts. Things like marketplaces, etc. There are tons of people working on stuff like this already, each in their own way. Noster in time will rule all, because anyone using it can pick up and choose how they will use it, but we can all still talk to each other. Think of how many startups mire down, never build the stuff they promised users become yeah like where's the bit shoot live thing now i know they've been going having a lot of problems legal problems and stuff but if they don't yet like why does bit shoot not have a live streaming ability yet noster in time will rule all okay so think of how many startups mire down never build the stuff they promised users become captive waiting for things that never come you know like float Two years of community, now he's talking about float, as far as I know. Two years of communities and marketplaces are coming. Two years of building my following up there. They finally got the new build out, and it sucks worse than the old one, and that's true. None of the promises, new features, and old ones don't work. Yeah, exactly. The, pro the, the platform got worse, and then they fuck it up with another year, uh, fuck with it for another year and then bail out altogether we are starting over yeah exactly i think like we're getting into something completely different now i'll just leave the uh the uh what do you call it uh 
man, my brain's not working today. <laughs> I, did, I guess it was the rough sleep that I had last night, but there's like simple things are just not coming up. Okay. All the effort put into using it now wasted, but a Noster app, you just plug into one you want to use and all of your followers stay, etc. Noster is the way. It is the way. <laughs> I love that. The Mandalorian meme. But it's true, though, and um, for that reason, I really do see it as being something that I'm interested in. For my use case, it's the permanence, the fact that it doesn't matter which platform. Just over the years, I'll just have my Noster feed where everything will be. Now, another really cool thing about that, though, is integrating Noster with, say, something like Minds, okay? And I'm working on this, and i am even got their tech support here, and I'm working with them trying to figure out how I can get this connected, but I've been on Minds for a number of years, and for the same purposes as I've been explaining with Noster, I, I like the mission. I like the people behind it, and I think that the spirit of it is great. I don't. It, obviously, some people listening to this probably still have not heard of Minds, right? And it's because it's not grown. I, I think as big as maybe some would have hoped. It's definitely still around. Um, but on my, you know, Minds platform, I post my work basically just to have. Another place where my, my thought was before, like at least I have this as a backup sort of social media. But now, if they can, if I can get my Noster working on here, so that when I post to Noster, it goes to Minds, then I'm way more sold on Noster at that point because other platforms could do that just as well. And then you have one central place where you post that they know it's you because it's your public key. And it's not like that's how they know it's you. That's not what I'm saying. Any There could be bots trying to imitate me. But once you get to know my public key, then that public key doesn't change. And you can't say, oh, well, that other guy's posting under... Because it wouldn't be me. It would be not my public key under my profile. Um, I do see problems with Noster. I see problems with bots and spam, even though Jack says, oh, there's going to be ways around it. I don't know, man. Like you hook, you hook up... Uh, generative AI to, to a bot farm posting on Noster, like who, what, what is it that you're going to filter to stop that? That's what I don't understand. How are you going to know? Do we need like the blue check mark thing? I think there is an identity mechanism built into um, Noster. I haven't gotten that set up yet for me. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember where that is here. Yeah, it's uh, the N05. Uh, submittal DNS based verification so there's yeah helps prevent fake accounts from imitating you what's cool about Noster is like the proposal process is also pretty clear I'm not going to be able to find it like on the fly here am I no well Let's do this. Let's let's not all get off in the weeds on stuff that people probably don't understand. Let's just read a little bit here about the Noster protocol from Noster.how. Noster is a protocol designed for simplicity that aims to create a censorship-resistant global social network. Let's unpack that a little. Now, their goal is censorship resistance. Again, like Jack was saying, I think it's some of these other benefits that are kind of related to that that are even better, though, than ag agnostic platform thing is really cool. The protocol is based on very simple and flexible event objects, which are passed around as plain JSON and uses standard elliptic curve cryptography and keys and signing. 
for keys and signing. The only supported transport is WebSocket connections from client to relays. This makes it easy to write clients and relays and promote software diversity. Because Nostr doesn't rely on a small number of trusted servers for moving and storing data, it is very resilient. The protocol assumes that relays will disperse, uh, disappear and allows users to connect and publish to an arbitrary number of relays that can change over time. Uh, it's verifiable. Because Nostr accounts are based on public key cryptography, it is easy to verify messages were really sent by the user in question. Like HTTP or TCP IP, Nostr is a protocol and an open standard which anyone can build. Nostr is not an app or a service that you sign up for. Why do we need Nostr? This is their reasoning. Social media has developed into a key way information flows around the world. Unfortunately, our current social media systems are broken. Uh, they use your attention to sell ads. They use bizarre techniques to keep you addicted. And that is true. Like the algorithm on Facebook just really like it's like a self-learn uh, machine learning thing that learning about you. This giant AI weapon pointed right at your face through your screen trying to capture your attention is what it's trying to do. Um, number three, decide what content to show you based on a secret algorithm that you can inspect or change. Four, has complete control over who can participate and who is censored. It is overrun with spam and bots. Again, that's my concern with Nostra, really. Like, how are they going to stop that? See also the comparison and use. And maybe I can read about it more and figure out what the you know goals are with Nostra for spam and bots. I'm hopeful that there's ways to work around that or work through that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the other social media platforms are broken in a way, but they're also working as designed. You know, they're working designed to do what they were designed to do, capture your attention, keep you stuck on the platform. Um, from the people that even created things like the algorithms and stuff that capture your attention, they say that they're very dangerous and they won't even let their own children on Facebook. And uh, they know what they're doing. Uh, it's an intentional to dopamine draw and, uh, you know, a time suck and basically, you know, giving you that dopamine hit as you go through and you get your likes and you get your, uh, the new funny meme and the new picture. And like, I definitely will myself scroll, find myself scrolling a social media app sort of just almost like I want, I want to use the word naturally, but it's not like that. It's just, it just happens and I'll catch myself scrolling through mindlessly and sometimes it's like I'm looking for the funny memes and, you know, I'll admit it. I like to funny the funny memes and sometimes if i am had, had a long day and I'm just chilling, hanging out, like, yeah, I'll scroll through Facebook or whatever. But I've been scrolling through Amethyst, you know, and I, I got, you know, those zaps are really exciting. And I, I'm going to load up my lightning wallet and start zapping some other people and um, just really, you know, excited to see people like, Jack Spearco promoting it and uh, Nicole Awesome Sauce from uh, Living Free in Tennessee promoting it. Uh, I had Spearco's post up here somewhere. <laughs> Today's like Tab City. Um, this post here, I'm going to put in the show notes. And I'd recommend listening to this episode again. I think Jack does a good job of introducing Noster even though he like kind of fumbles around quite a bit here. Uh, but 
I'm just going to put this in the show notes like on the fly right now while you're looking at that funny ostrich looking thing that's kind of like the Noster mascot. But again, there's no Noster headquarters. I, I was reading about it um, in, in another article that it was released sort of like uh, Satoshi released uh, Bitcoin, if you believe that story. But anonymously, essentially, there's not a guy that they're going to go take out and then Noster's gone or a server on AWS that they're going to go get that server on AWS and then Noster's gone. Nope. Noster's a protocol. So, I mean, protocols can be stopped too. Let's not be foolish. People are like, IPFS cannot be stopped and neither can Bitcoin. It's like, no, all that stuff has signatures that can be stopped if they really wanted to stop it. It's like this ridiculous thing like network. People can just send stuff over networks and nobody can control it. It's like, yeah, I uh, beg to differ on that. Anything can be stopped as long as it goes over the network. I mean, come on. Um, but that's usually going to be like in a corporate environment, right? Or on, the, on a private network. But um, in theory, those things could be done by internet service providers. Those things could be done by uh, state actors that sit behind and do man-in-the-middle traffic. It could be done by the NSA. Um, but they wouldn't come out and say, like, the NSA stopped this thing. It would be like some ransomware Russian bot farm, you know, that's what it would be. Uh, or, you know, acting like it's going to become maybe even the service providers. The service providers are blocking the RSS protocol and the Noster protocol and the library protocol and the Bitcoin protocol. All the Bitcoiners are like, but Bitcoin can't be stopped. Well, actually, it could be. It it, it really actually could be. Same with uh, IPFS. Same thing. Um, but it doesn't make the protocol like in, um, not useful. It just means that you know that I don't think they're as bulletproof. But anyway, in either case, those things are really kind of stretching on what would actually happen. What I was just talking about. Most of this stuff will continue to function and because they're not going to become that tyrannical over it. And it's like fringy nerds that know and talk about this stuff right now still too. But you could run your own Noster relay on your private network and use it to track certain things or communicate with your family uh, just to learn about it even. And then eventually once you got good enough, you could have it be a public relay and you could use that for all you and your friends to communicate over and you know, theoretically, that would never be taken away from you. You could never lose all that information, all those contacts. If uh, snort.social says, hey, I'm going to kick you off of here because we don't like the fact that you're posting these memes uh, like this one here, then um, I just go to my Amethyst, you know, app and start using it on, on my Android. Or I go to uh, some of the other Noster apps that are available uh, through the browser. There's plenty of them at this point. So, uh, Noster.how will get you started. That episode that I'm going to put in the show notes from Spearco. And then, you know, just start tinkering around with it if you want to. But I really do think Noster is pretty cool. And um, I'm going to continue to try using it. And I talked about mines. I think with that, I'll leave it there. But library is sort of similar. It's not, it's also a protocol. Um, it's not an app or a website. So Odyssey 
just to give you the analogy here, is the app that accesses the library protocol. And then you could also build your own app that built, that accesses library and host your own content there and use the library blockchain to have your content hosted there, you know, and have it be your own, you know, whatever you want, app.com. And uh, I've been thinking about doing this with some of the paid course content material that Cassandra and I have both created her for her, her alt eats business, but me for the within the stones, like training people how to do what I'm doing here on OBS, which a lot of people could figure out, but a lot of people might need a little bit of assistance with that. It's totally understandable, but I go through and I'll do an introduction to OBS and like more advanced live streaming production training. And I had that all on Kajabi right now. We've taken our Kajabi down momentarily because it costs a lot of money and we didn't have enough coming in to cover the renewal. But I was thinking, well, something like library would be the way to go there. I mean, I could build an app and then have people use like lightning as pay-per-view or even like get access to the course content through a donation or whatever. Um, but so protocols that I'm really excited about and think that more people should migrate off of the ghetto ass Twitter, YouTube, Facebook paradigm where they think that they've got the, you know, the whole thing under their control and they, have all the attention there. Like it's not, it's all an illusion. That's not true. There's plenty of other ways. And I've sort of been waiting for some of these ways to develop and come along and become, you know, better, basically better protocols to use. So we're not just using crap just to get around their stuff. Like some of this stuff is better in, 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 other, in some of the, than some of the mainstream stuff that's going on out there. All right. So next topic that I wanted to talk about today was some of the things I've noticed with uh, the problem with people in the community, the freedom community, quote-unquote, because um, it's kind of a shit show. But in, in our own inner circles even, we've seen symptoms of people really kind of becoming overwhelmed with everything. And, you know, the the whole the end of the world is happening in the you know, the banking system's collapsing and the COVID, you know, propaganda, psyop, mind control, you know, whole agenda that went on. And again, I'm, I don't think there's no such thing as viruses or whatever. I'm not one of those. Like nothing happened. It was all propaganda. That's not me, but you know, or any number of things, doom and gloom scenarios are like, nobody's waking up or everybody's so asleep or getting into this state of mind. Like it's all lost. Like basically black-pilled, um, and then that ends up, I think, having an effect on your health, your relationships, your life in general, and it can become a big problem, and, and then those types of people aren't exactly the most fun types of people to be around either, and my point with all this is a lot of the time, they're not wrong, right? Like, the stuff they're saying, it's not like, like, well, they're spraying us with all this stuff, and uh, it's just hopeless, you know, that's where I don't agree, the hopeless part. I don't think that that's a good state of mind to be in. And But I'm also not like some just white-pilled optimist, I'm just going to ignore all the bad stuff going on either. I feel like, you know, that's the opposite of what I am. I've spent years and years digging in to the current human condition and did an honest assessment of myself and, uh, you know, the population around me. And it's... Uh, 
you know, it's not good. It's not, it's not exactly exciting to see that the willing slaves, you know, on this planet, the people that enjoy their chains and will continue to keep enjoying their chains and their slavery as long as they're, they're getting their pellets, you know, as long as they're getting their bread and circuses, as long as they're getting their needs met or like their freedom or their, you know, but they're not willing to accept that they themselves are a slave in a system of slavery, you know, and I'd rather be a prisoner like the prisoner series and know that I'm a prisoner than a willing slave. You know, at least I know that I'm in a lot of ways in a prison and that it's, you know, it's not something I accept. This is just that I've been captured or, you know, I've been brought up into the slave system. <laughs> so it's not that they're wrong. It's just, I'm hopeful in a lot of ways and I'm going to continue to do, you know, the work with not just in my inner, you know, family circle or myself to continue to grow freedom, to become more self-reliant, to help others understand and grow freedom in their lives, to seek truth, uh, freedom and prosperity and to grow that. And by saying all that, I'm not saying, look at me, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm doing it all. I'm the best. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying like, the animating contest, right? If, if this stuff doesn't get you going to, you know, changing your life and develop new skills and to move it into a positive direction, then you, maybe you are just kind of stuck in that. But if it's so doom and gloom that you're just like kind of giving up or it's just, oh, we're all fucked. I don't know what to do. It's so sad and depressing all the time. Like, you know, that's sort of buying into the psyop too. That's sort of where they want you in a way it's easier to easier to control someone in that state of mind even if they are fully awake or whatever because they're probably not going to be all that effective at doing anything to fight against the problem or to fix the problem right um so i've noticed a lot of that and then there's also a lot of the we needs that i've talked about in the community uh we needs is my term for the people that are always saying what we need to do, well, what we should do, oh, uh, well, what somebody should do, what we need, we need, we need, and that's what they are, they're we needs, they're we needs, you know, I need to make a t-shirt here or something, but it's not we need, that, and that, well, we need to build a community, we need, it's like, why don't you go do that, instead of telling other people what we need to do. And I know that might sound harsh and like, well, you, you, what do you mean? You don't understand the community, Tyler. You just don't get it. And then it's like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm doing my thing. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm working on. I've been doing those things, you know, and that's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing, you know, when I get up and work on my things throughout the day, throughout the week, the new projects, the, the direction we're headed as a family, the things in our life that we're trying to bring in. We're not we needing, we're doing, we're doing those things. I'm doing those things. And there's a lot of, well, let's join a freedom cell and then we'll get together and talk about what we need to do, you know? And it's like, no, why don't you get to it? What are you doing? That's the question that people should be asking. Not what, 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 what should we be needing to do? It's no, it's what are you doing? What is the thing that you're working on? What is the thing that you're bringing out? What is the stuff that you are doing? Not, not all this we need stuff. The community will be built and come together around the things that people are doing in the direction of freedom and truth and prosperity. The community doesn't need to be a plot of land 
where people actually live in mud huts together and trailers and they garden in the same garden. Like this whole vision of a community is not, in my opinion, intentional community can be phrased as, you know, the intentions we have to remain free and we come together as needed. But otherwise, like this dependency on the we need thing, I think keeps people held back. I think it holds people's cognitive abilities and actually how to solve the problem back. I think it's an excuse and it's kind of like lost people sort of uh, virtue signaling and LARPing freedom so that when they come together, it's not, well, these are the things that I do. Here's what I'm working on. It's, well, what we need, we need, we need, you know? And so let's come up with a tagline. How do we put this on a t-shirt? to say no to the we needs and like then we need like a meme maybe even like phallic reference of or a hot dog you know (laughs) uh but anyway that's definitely something that i i see as a problem and it's not that i don't want to help the black pilled people or it's not that i can't stand you know or it's not even that i don't understand where they're coming from it's just i don't see it as useful i think you know, again, my idea with freedoms rising isn't, well, freedoms rising and it's guaranteed it's going to happen. It's just like, no, I'm saying it because that's, you know, manifesting what I want on the planet is freedoms rising and it is rising, you know, through various mechanisms, but it's not like guaranteed and it's not a worldwide awakening. It's not all this stuff. It's just, that's what I want to focus on the positive aspects of what we're doing to fix the problems on the planet you know, and a lot of that has to do with freedom. And a lot of that has to do with fighting tyranny and resisting tyranny. Okay, so uh, that's why freedom's rising, because there is a resistance to tyranny, there is a resistance to, you know, the AI takeover and the CBDCs and the vaccines and all the stuff that that there, there are people that are resisting this. And that's what I'll continue to do and why we promote what we promote here. And that's why we promote freedom's rising, because it is something that we can manifest. It's just not guaranteed. And if you look out and just objectively see what's happening, then you're like, well, you're batshit crazy to say freedom's rising. Like you're totally wrong about that, Tyler. And it's like, well, again, if you want to say that you can't do something and uh, that there's just this thing that you just can't do, then you're right. Right. But if you say, no, this is something we're going to do and we're going to get this done, then I think you're not guaranteed to be right. But you're a lot more going to have a better chance of being correct with that sort of attitude. And it's the, you know, the law of manifestation or the law of attraction. That's how we bring it about. It's not just saying it, though, but it will happen more likely as we put our minds to saying that it can happen, right? But if we just say, it it can't happen, we're all screwed, oh, they're going to destroy everything. It's like, I thought you wanted the banking system gone, bro. Like, (laughs) I know they're just going to bring in the next one, but like, what are you so worried about it collapsing for if that's what we all knew was going to happen and we all saw this coming from 10 miles away? You know what I mean? Um, I'm over here like clearing tabs that I have to talk about still that I haven't talked about yet, just like out of habit. And then uh, that's how you get audio into the feed, is reopening tabs and not realizing that it's playing audio. So that's okay. I'm going to get on to the next subject here. Just want to make sure I'm not playing stuff back into the stream. The uh, So yeah, and you know, I'm not trying to pick a fight, and I think that 
the people on the one great work net one great work network are some of the best uh knowledgeable and most awake people out there uh, as well but at the same time i also gotta say that i don't necessarily fully agree and i'm not in full alignment with everyone on the net all right that's what we call it in the one great work network saw you on the net bro good job brother saw you on that net bro what you doing tonight? I'm hanging out on the net, man. What you doing? But, um, I, you know, I was at dinner the other night with actually the, some people from the White Mountain Alliance. That's like one of the groups around here that we, one of our sort of freedom groups. And there, the whole idea of the, the like-mindedness thing came up, right? And by the way, that page is just like the recent create what i meant to show was the creators there there's the creators on the one great work network yeah d bros got douglas martin man we're gonna be talking about douglas here later he's part of the seed conference he's he's badass we got etienne de la boite the second howard uh i caught howard on jim brewer's podcast that was pretty awesome but Howard is one of those people that, again, I sort of differ with, with the whole, you know, the voluntarist cult. And I've, I've gone into this. I'm not opposed to the idea of wanting to have voluntary interaction. I am opposed to the laying down and saying, if the government were just voluntary and it were just a free society, it would all work so much better. It is voluntary. Okay, let me just, let's get to that real quick. The voluntary thing, everything you do is your own free will, okay? So it's voluntary. Now, if you choose to submit, and we're going to talk about this later, and, and I don't have the exactly the right answer on how to get out of this, but us complying with any aspect of the state as a citizen and all this is voluntary. It's not, they're not gun to your head making you pay your taxes you're going and signing up for positions and jobs and contracts and signing on the dotted line that you will do that no one's forcing you to do that no one's saying you can't do agorism there's no such thing as trading with others there's no way to do it there's no donation based system where you can just get donations and then maybe provide gifts like no of course there is all that all that does exist so anything you're doing to you know and now now again when it comes to like road pirates or like a, up the police and you going out on the road, those aren't your roads. Okay. First of all, those are the state's roads and you could say, well, the state's a fiction and it shouldn't exist. And I don't know. I agree with all that. Okay. But you're going to render unto Caesar what's Caesar's. All right. Um, now this isn't picking any problems with any one person in particular on the one great work network. And again, I think all the folks on there are great. And I'm not, you know, trying to pick a fight or anything. I just think it's important for us in the community to not be completely like-minded. I think diversity of opinion and thought is the answer. You know, kind of like Elon Musk, like, I don't think it's a good idea that we get all the governments together and uh, operate under one roof, you know. And it's, a, it's the same thing, because then there's more of a problem for collapse when the collapse comes around. What if we make some mistakes in the One Great Work Network and then we're all wrong, you know? And that's what I do see with certain things like um, that come up, like voluntarism. I get the essence, 
but the promotion and use of it is gets ridiculous. The people just start touting it like they're the oh it's all voluntary and all. If it were just all voluntary, everything would be fixed. And it's like, okay, bro, yeah, bad shit exists in the world, and we know we understand that. And you know, there's there's things that are happening against your will to you, and you know, you can you're choosing to accept it or not. But the idea that the interactions that 99.9% of the people and 99.9% of the time have with the state are involuntary to me, it breaks down really fast because it's not most of the people are doing it voluntary. And then what about voluntary slaves? What about that? When you say it should all be voluntary, what about those that voluntarily want to be a slave? Is that wrong? Does that go against voluntarism? And then the whole philosophy thing of behind voluntarism really has no weight and starts to fall apart when you find these contradictions. And so why not? Why do you have to keep repeating it? And that's what I mean about the like-minded thing and writing whole books and ripping off other people's names. Etienne de la Boite. I mean, um, do, have you ever read Etienne de la Boite's book, A Discourse on Voluntary Servitude? <laughs> I mean, if anybody in the world goes into it that much, it's Etienne de la Boite, you know? And people are like, oh, look, he's using Google. Look, I use all kinds of stuff, man. And sometimes I just want the thing to come up. I don't want to go searching through DuckDuckGo's shitty algorithm to try to find the thing I'm looking for. All right? So, no, I'm not a Google promoter. But, okay, the discourse on voluntary servitude. Maybe... All you voluntarists should read this uh, book, you know, and then get back to me about it, about voluntarism, okay? And, you know, don't rip off other people's work and try to put it as your own just to be popular. And Sorry, Howard, I, I think you're a great guy, but those things kind of bother me. Um, you know... I've sat around a campfire and had beers with Howard. I I don't know if he was drinking beers. I'm, I usually am if I'm camping, <laughs> to be honest with you. But all right. So I don't know why I feel like that's so important to get out there. Maybe I should just leave it alone. People in the community, like you're attacking the community. But again, the community to me are like self-empowered people doing their own thing, come together by essence of the way marketplaces sort of naturally work and you will find the others in your community when you start involving yourself and then you find the wider community and it's not something that needs to be created and built it's been there all along it's going to continue to be there it's probably your we needing attitude that's getting you into a state thinking there isn't a community you know and you're trying to explain it to other people, everything about it, when they've been doing it their whole life. You know, you'll find the people out there, like I said, that are doing the things that are real. They're not out there we-needing. And you can integrate with those communities. And when times get harder, you know, good times make weak men. Well, the, the, the hard times are coming. So the strong men, I'm not just saying men, human beings are going to become, you know, more, uh, again, I can't think of the word, uh, of course, my brain not functioning properly, but uh, damn it, like nickel plated. What's the word when you dip the nail and thing? Make... Anyway, resilient human beings are going to become a lot stronger through this. They're going to become 
a lot uh, more. Um, well, basically, we'll see. You know, the weak ones will will be slaves completely, um, completely dependent on the state, completely dependent on universal basic incomes, com- completely dependent. And if and if that's what they like, then they'll enjoy their slavery. They'll enjoy their chains. They'll enjoy that state, right? The voluntary slaves will be voluntary slaves. The people that won't want to go along are going to have to become independent. They're going to have to become resilient. They're going to have to become self-reliant. They're going to have to be a modern survivalist, you know. They're going to have to learn new skills. They're going to have to be flexible. They're going to have to be in communities of diversified opinions and thoughts so that there's more of a chance that things are going to be correct versus being all wrong under one roof. You know, and again, I'm not just saying the, the, the freedom people here now. Okay. I'm off of that rant. I'm not attacking anyone. I know I said some things about certain individuals, but it's not, it's, it's out of love. All right. It's, it's meant to help grow the community in a way, the community (laughs) that, challenges some of those thoughts challenges some of these things that we just sort of end up saying naturally that again i am for voluntary interactions as well i'm not promoting involuntary interactions but i just question the whole thing of giving people the excuse that what they're doing is by because they have no choice and they have no free will and it's involuntary no it's all voluntary the things people do are voluntary it's up to them they have free will they're responsible there's not things that you're doing that are involuntary. You're just, it's either cowardice or a misunderstanding or a lack of ability to get around the thing that you're calling involuntary. No, you're submitting to it. You can, you can stand up against it. Even if someone pulls a gun to your head and says, I'm going to kill you if you don't obey, it's still a voluntary thing if you're going to go along or not. And at that point, you know, I'm not saying don't go along. I'm saying recognize that it's still voluntary. It always is still voluntary. There's not a thing happening that to you that you're going to go, oh, well, I'm doing this involuntarily. I just suddenly don't have power over what I'm doing. It's involuntary. No, it's still voluntary. <laughs> it's like, All right, I'll get off of that because it is going to go into our ne- next subject here. Okay, we've been going for a while now, an hour and 26 on this. Uh, I have some things that I'd like to get into. I'm definitely going to get into this next story. Then the quote-unquote intermissions, and then we'll probably end up wrapping it up and drop the last couple topics I had into the next episode, okay? So it'll probably be at about two hours when we wrap this up. So this next thing that I wanted to talk about, I did mention in the last episode, but it's basically this young man in Salt Lake City, or sorry, in Farmington, um, let's see, did you get his name here? Chase Allen, Okay. Chase Allen was sitting in his car, apparently, in this parking lot with unmarked tags on it. All right, so this does have a lot to do with what we are just talking about. He is uh, apparently in, quote-unquote, like, sovereign citizen movement um, or, like, constitutionally free person or something like that. All right, and decides to drive around a vehicle with without identifiable to the state tags and then also doesn't have a driver's license apparently to hand over to the police okay so he's sort of saying well i'm not going to voluntarily submit to any of that and i'm free person i know my i know my freedom i know i'm truly actually a free person no one can make a claim of ownership on me and then going and driving around on the state's roads 
that the state, even if they stole all the money to make them or whatever, they're, they're claiming the authority with armed, you know, police officers, you know, on those roads, we all know the risk that comes with this. So he's choosing to go voluntarily, you know, against this risk. And that's, so that's fine. None of that's wrong. It's just the method though. Do you really want to take this approach? You know, is this really the right way to fight the state? And so what ends up happening here, I'm going to play this underneath here with a ducking the audio. Okay. I don't even, I don't really want to hear the police officer at all, but he's like, you need to roll down your window. You need to roll down your window. The kid keeps saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, you need to give me identification. He's like, no, I don't have to do that. And trying to basically argue with the police here on the side of the road. Okay. And he ends up giving them like some kind of Puerto Rican passport or something or something like that. He gives it to them and they are like, oh, so what do you, and he's like, that's not my real passport. It's just the one that I want to have. And they're like, oh, so it's a fake passport, huh? Now, the creepy thing about this is, is that, see that building back there, that gas station? This is Farmington, Utah. This is where I grew up. I used to drive my bike around to that gas station to get little treats when I was a kid. So right there, this is very familiar to me. And I also am pretty familiar with the Farmington police (laughs) and the way they are. Now, my thing is, is if you want to fight the state and you're going to, you're going to, you know, do what this guy's doing, don't choose to do it on the side of the road with the police. I mean, at this point, my, this is where a lot of us are probably going to see things very differently. I accept that, again, like I said, I I understand, you know, the um, reality of the prison that I I feel like we're in, all right? And I understand that it's um, enforced on you through coercion, uh, through violence, all these things, okay? So when I did the whole voluntarist, it's all voluntary, I get that the real world is, is that there are people out there willing to use force against you. And they'll do it. And it doesn't matter when you say, oh, well, it should be voluntary and all that. Like, it's, they're, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to hear your demands. These cops are trained in a way to um, escalate when this kind of stuff goes on that this kid is doing. All right. And it ends up being, oh, yeah. So they end up shooting him, by the way. And they do say that he has a gun, even on the Fox News article here. And they don't just shoot him, all right? They unload into this guy. Um, These police are absolute scumbags in this area. And should this happen to people driving around a car not bothering anybody? No, it should not happen. I'm not saying that. I'm not being like, well, this guy got what he deserved, okay? But here they do say, allegedly see a gun. And I haven't been able to find anything on this, but I don't think that the title of this used to say allegedly see a gun so now i'm questioning well did did this kid even have a gun and if anybody knows they can let you know let me know like did did he even have a gun because they say allegedly what happens is they're fighting about the passport he says it's not real because he's like he's saying that like the the state's power is not real in a way by the passport's not really me and they're like oh so it's fake and so they're like get out of the car and then apparently he had a gun in his uh, lap because the cop says, I see a gun, I see a gun. And then like six cops just unload every 
every bullet out of the clip into the car, which I think was completely excessive. But they are trained that way. They, they're trained. If there's a threat, they, they can escalate to the next level. So if they feel like there's any risk that they could be shot, then they're just going to escalate it. And that's what, I mean, my style, I, I got pulled over around this time too with my family. And I showed my wife this video and I said, see the difference of what happened when you and I got pulled over versus this guy? And when, when I got pulled over, I always have an envelope that has everything ready to go that that cop's going to want in it. And then I do have a driver's license. Um, and I handed it over to them. Now, by me having a driver's license, I'm not saying, I think the state is good. I think government is good. I'm a pro-government person. No, I'm more of a realist out there that if I'm going to want to travel and utilize the roads that are around me, that there's this kind of stuff that can go on. And I'd rather not fight it right there on the side of the road. I'd rather continue to be able to use my voice, which I feel like is the best weapon that I have to not non-violently take on the opinions out there in the world that I don't agree with and continue to do so as long as I possibly can. And so it's not going to be good to get into some arms race, arms fight with a, with a psychopath on the side of the road that has a complete different way of looking at the world than I do is not going to hear what I'm saying, potentially could be confused about what I'm saying and could potentially be trained that I'm a huge threat by saying the things like, I'm in the sovereign citizen movement, I don't really think that I should have to have a driver's license. Here's my here's my fake driver's license that I made up. Now, may, all that might, the cop might go, okay, I understand, you know what, I'm just going to let you go. But that's not likely what's going to happen. What's likely going to happen is what happens in this video, where they escalate to the point where this kid's scared, they're scared, everybody's kind of scared, and they just end up, I don't want to show the whole thing where they unload into him. You can go watch this on, on Odyssey if you want. But they do unload into him. And, man, that, that guy's not going to have another day to speak. He's not going to have another day to fight against the things that he sees should be fought against. He's not, he's not here anymore. He's no longer with us because... He decided to take this risk, which I, I I don't disagree with the heart behind it. I get the fact that there's a problem. I just don't see that this is the method to take to, to fight it. I don't think that you should be driving around a car without a license plate on the state's roads. Again, I don't legitimize why they think they have a claim to the roads. I'm just saying, okay, what I'm trying to say is that these police have a paradigm that they believe in. They do think they have a, a legitimate claim of ownership over you. They they believe that the state has legitimate claims of ownership over other people. They are moral relativists and think whatever's written down in the law is what can be enforced. They're not going by natural law. They're not going by the laws of nature. They're not applying the non-aggression principle, obviously. You know, they aren't in that so so you're you're dealing with like you're going in the jungle and there's a gorilla and he's going to rip your arms off and you're trying to explain to him how it's wrong to do that you know that's that's the situation and so i am way more of again the whole concept i have on this is the secondary matrix you know you can be out of the matrix but you're still in some kind of secondary matrix we haven't like toppled the state yet there's not pockets of freedom where you can go live and this community of we need people that are going to figure it all out for us. 
there's the reality of when you step outside that door, there are predators and psychopaths and idiots and willful dupes and people that don't have the same belief system as the way that you see the world, and they're going to act against you with force against that. Now, should we be standing up for ourselves in these situations? I'm not saying you're wrong to say, yes, well, that kid is in the right, and he should stand up for himself. He should have shot those cops or whatever. Like, you're actually uh, logically and philosophically and morally correct by saying those things. It's just the situation that you're in, though. Do you really want to risk being taken out right there on the spot? Or do you want to be able to go and speak to other people to influence other people in your with your opinions to put, put your voice out there even if that's not what you want to do maybe you just want to live another day and not die on the side of the road then why take this risk and, and do what we all know is going to happen if you do something like this you know it's not like guaranteed but this is more likely the scenario and it's just it's creepy to me because i grew up right there and i know how those police are i actually had an interaction with those police that came into my home because the garage door was left open. It was actually in my mid-20s or so, and I was living with my mother for a time to get back on my feet with some things after a divorce and all that. Okay, so I'm in the basement, and this police officer saw our garage door was open. I think the neighbors alerted him to the fact that our garage door was open because there had been some theft in the neighborhood, and they were concerned. So he decides to break and enter all the way through our garage, all the way into the garage door, walk in the house at 2.30 in the morning and wake us up out of our sleep. Their little dogs start barking at him. He said he was banging on the door and the dogs weren't barking at that. But suddenly he just walks in and the dogs hear that. So I don't believe that he was banging on the door is my point there. And shining a light in my face, asking me for my ID. Now, I did say no (laughs) at that point. He was in my house. I wasn't out on their roads. You know, and this is all arguable. I mean, is it really my house when the state has claim of ownership to it and charges you property tax, blah, 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 and it was my mother's house anyway, but my mom went and got her ID, and I was just like, no, dude, you're in my house at 2.30 in the morning. You want me to go get my ID? Like, no, that ain't happening, bro. Why are you even in here? You need to get out. And we ended up, you know, and he did leave. But he could have been killed. I could have been killed. I could have had my phone in my pocket and pulled it out. And he thought, oh, he has a gun and shot me. You know, he put us all at risk. So we lit them up with the Fox News. We got a reporter out there. She did a whole story on it. There was a, a thing that played that night. It's still out there somewhere. I was looking for the article in the clip before the show. I couldn't find it, unfortunately. But it was out there in like 2013. And then we went and filed complaints with those officers. Now... I'm not saying that we were victorious because we filed these complaints with a cert, but we did do what we could to, uh, you know, stand up for ourselves in that situation. And nobody died. Nobody was killed. The police officer was obviously way out of line. And we used the media and we used our voices. And back then, if I would have had like this kind of interface where I can talk to people in the way that I want to present myself through these channels that I've created since then. And that was kind of a, a big spark into things and me wanting to, you know, speak out against the state. There was a, another incident in Salt Lake where they went into a young man's backyard and basically murdered his dog. You know, like this is always happening with police. And that was one of the first events that I went and I spoke at. And I 
people were saying, well, we should do this and they need to do more training. And then I got up and I was like, you know, it's our compliance with the system that's causing this problem. The fact that we accept and approve of this authority and that people just acquiesce with it is a problem. But again, I'm not saying to do what, what Chase did here in, in the in the vehicle in Farmington. I mean, what he should have done is just gotten through that situation. I don't want to use the word comply, but that's probably what he should have done is, is acquiesce to the problem and then fight them later. Go after them in different ways. Blow them up on social media. Blow them up on, you know, go file the proper complaints, not saying like, oh, that's going to be all that effective. But do things that aren't violent to defend yourself in a situation where your life is at risk. There's a lot more powerful things this young man could have done after the fact of making it through this, but now that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So I don't agree with that approach that he took. I'm not in the sovereign citizen movement. I wanted to put that out there that just because, you know, like this happened to this young man doesn't mean everyone is like that, that uh, promotes freedom. And um, it's, it's not that I'm, again, justifying what was done to this kid. I'm not saying he deserved it. Definitely not saying that. In fact, he is more in the right and the correct. Problem is, is like claiming, you know, I don't know. There's so many problems with the argument of the sovereign citizen people and the, the straw man. And, well, it's all just a paperwork thing. And, again, not saying just people on the One Great Work Network, but people in the freedom and truth and you know, movement, the bowel movement that is the freedom movement, um, promote a lot of the time are like these paperwork fixes, or if we can just get the economic aspect of it resolved, then we'll be free. And it's not that at all. It's, it's in the mind. It's in the mind of the people. And the fact that in, you know, from, from my work that I've put forward, an actual willing slavery that's going on, it's a relationship of sort of a Stockholm syndrome type thing that uh, the way the, the reason why the planet is the way that it is isn't necessarily just because of them at the top pushing the agenda onto us. And, you know, the, the world banking system elite and the banking cartels, and there is a lot of that. But the other half of it is them playing on the, the psychological aspects of people within them that they know that there's ways to get people to go along with it. And they kind of want Big Daddy, Big Mommy to help them through they don't really want the full responsibility of what it means to be a free person. Okay, so I'm not going to go any further with that. We're going to get into a couple clips here. That gives me a chance to go re get a refill. And uh, come back, we'll comment on the clips, and then uh, we'll wrap up this episode this week. So we're going to go into a clip from Jim Brewer on uh, The Great Distraction. Now, I don't fully agree i'll just put it out front here just because jim says what he says in this clip doesn't mean that i or him are like big trump supporters he's just pointing out sort of a, a hole in the circus tent there's something obviously going on wrong with the circus tent this was probably about a month or so ago so it's not like recent news it's not the latest stuff that's happening in the news cycle and then after that i kind of can't get away from a greg reese clip in an episode he, he makes such powerful clips He's talking about the occult secret season of sacrifice, something that, you know, I know folks like Mark Passio have put out quite a bit. That's probably why Greg Reese even uses a lot of the terminology he uses in uh, the peak season of satanic blood sacrifice is upon us. That's what the clip is called. So these clips don't really go together. They're just kind of stuck in here in intermission. We're going to get them into the record here on the show, and uh, then we'll be back 
to discuss more. So let me see if I can pull them up. Last week, a great feedback from Ant. Let's knock it off with the great distraction what everybody's got their eyes on. And what do I keep telling you? Let me explain something about you, what you see front and center in all media. It's a magic trick. Look at the hand. Look at the hand. They're, they're feeding on everyone that hates Trump. Ah, that you hate Trump. Ah, all the little hate mongrels going, ah, I hope he gets arrested. Like, I'm telling you right now, you're being played. Everyone that hates Trump, you're being played by the people you trust. Here's a little funny take on it. Let's play Ant, our first video. Are y'all really following this plane wherever it's going? We already know where it's going to land at. Why are we following this plane? Can I tell... Hello! Good afternoon! Can we, um, can we follow this? Did you know that over eight different countries are changing using, their, using our currency and using yen? Did you know that? Did you know that Japan isn't going to buy oil from us anymore, but they're going to go ahead and buy it from Russia? Did you? No, you wouldn't know that because they're following a plane. They're having press conferences to let people know that they're not going to take anybody rioting, but they never did that before with the other group. But now it's important to them. Do you see? Do you see how this happens? Do you see the deflections? How it happens? So, just so you know. Other countries are creating a pact while our country is doing this. Bozo Circus. Anyways. Everybody who hates Trump, look, he's going to get arrested. Hey, he's going to get arrested. It's about time. You can see that they're playing with your emotions. Do you understand what just happened? bunch of countries just said, we're done with the American dollar. The American dollar ran, we, we ran the world. Done. You could try to figure out what's going to happen next. But I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't consider that a good sign. You know what I mean? I don't know. And that's another thing. How do you get, when you're indicted, don't you have to go in with cuffs? Don't you have to be handcuffed? No, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works either. Next time I get indicted, I'll let you know. <laughs> Check out the Bruniverse every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. If you can't wait till then, sign up for Patreon and get it a day early, along with other exclusive... The act of sacrifice involves transmuting something of value into something else. When we sacrifice a stick of incense, the resin is transmuted into smoke. When we sacrifice our own time to serve others, our selfishness is transmuted into compassion. Sacrifice is a way to demonstrate devotion and dedication to God. But the dark occultists who wield power over mankind practice an ancient form of sacrifice known as blood sacrifice. The occult is known for executing these blood sacrifices on certain calendar dates throughout the year, such as the satanic grand climax of summer, which is celebrated every year at Bohemian Grove with the cremation of care. 
The East Palestine train derailment occurred on February 2nd, Candlemas, a fire festival for the dark occult. The Nashville shooting occurred on the climax of Ostara, a week of sacrifice for the spring equinox. Spring is peak season for satanic blood sacrifice. And we are now at the grand climax of spring, which begins on April 19th and climaxes on May 1st, the holiday known as Beltane. April 19th and April 20th are two of the biggest blood sacrifice dates. The Branch Davidians were massacred in Waco, Texas on April 19th, 1993. 168 people were murdered in Oklahoma City on April 19th, 1995, under the watchful eyes of the CIA. The idea of mass school shootings was inculcated into the minds of the public at Columbine High School on April 20th, 1999. The BP oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico was on April 20th, 2010. This year's April 19th and 20th are especially important to the dark occultists. We are in the middle of a three-month period that astrologers have been predicting since the end of last year, a period that began in the middle of March, which ends this June. According to the astrology, this rare culmination of events is all about a major transformation of the world's money system. And the astrology for April 19th and 20th is especially intense. There will be a solar eclipse in Aries, described as a time of societal breakdown, destruction, and rebirth. And the corresponding new moon has been described by one astrologer as a day that may be remembered for a long time to come. Traditionally, the purpose of blood sacrifice is to gain favor from the supernatural, to strengthen one's own spiritual power, and as a way to symbolize and memorialize a significant spiritual transformation or rebirth. But according to Michael Hoffman, they are now performing these rituals for the general public. Occult expert Michael Hoffman calls these dark occultists the cryptocracy and claims they have involved mankind in a process of transformation being orchestrated by these blood rituals. He wrote that, these murders are actually intricately choreographed rituals performed first on a very intimate and secret scale among the initiates themselves in order to program them, then on a grand scale amplified incalculably by the electronic media. In the end, what we have is a highly symbolic ritual working broadcast to millions of people, a satanic inversion a black mass where the pews are filled by the entire nation and through which humanity is paganized, brutalized, and debased. Today, all of us can relate to being brutalized and debased by our governments. Hoffman explains that the reason this is being done to us is to make us submit. We are at the end of the ritual and the cryptocracy are now putting it all on the line. He wrote... If the truth of what the cryptocracy has perpetrated is grasped and acted upon, the consequences for the conspirators will be annihilation. But if the people fail to perceive the truth or fail to act on their perception, thus rendering the process a kind of tacit consent born of apathy, amnesia, and ebullia, the consequence for the conspirators will be a giant step in the advancement of their system of control. That is to say, 
ever tighter bonds of enslavement for humanity. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, so two interesting clips that really weren't related to each other at all out there, other than they are related in the fact that the media is playing on your psychology. The media plays on your psychology in in ways that you don't understand as well as they do. And I'm not saying the people like Brian Skelter or something, like people that are actually in the media, although some of them may, but the controllers of the media... And the real uh, power in this planet are occultists and dark occultists. And they are psychologists. And if you don't think that that's the case, then, you know, go ahead and think that. Go ahead and think, oh, that, that Greg Reese clip was way out there. No, that's probably a lot closer to the truth than than just like, oh, it's the Trump and Biden people and the left-right paradigm like that is definitely all total, complete horseshit, you know? That's the illusion. The illusion of politics. The, the, the illusion that there's a democracy, that there's a good group of people out there looking out for our best interest. And, you know, democracy was created to, as a mind control apparatus, as a um, slavery 2.0, as a neo, you know, uh, slavery movement and uh, the wolf in sheep's clo- clothing from the Fabian Society, uh, the them creating the world that they want to see through forging steel symbolism, and then the uh, the uh, the other aspects of that worldview are not uh, to to help out the the people in the st- in the citizenry to be. You know, every to look out and empower everyone, you know. No, these are a lot of the stuff that Greg was talking about there. Um, with astrotheology, with uh, symbology, with um, the various dates that are used, that's actually all pretty well understood, you know, in that, in the circles that, that I work in. And uh, it's not something new, but to people that listen to my work, they could be saying, well, that stuff was way out there, not what I think at all. But that that's just the beginning. That's just a little taste of how things actually operate in the world. And the dark controllers of this world do use symbolism, astrotheology, numerology, and satanic ritual magic to um, bring forth their will and to, to integrate the things that they want to see happen in the world. And a lot of that is done in ways that people don't understand. And so, you know, it's not like the bulk of my work here has been to get people to try to understand that, but it probably should be. It probably should be my main focus is to try to get people to start using um, a, a different way, a different perspective of how to decode and look and view things in the world. And, you know, that's why I bring people like Greg in or, um, and I'm not saying Greg Reese has it all figured out. He has a great technique of putting out information. Sometimes he's making kind of giant stretches and not really providing a lot of follow-up documentation to his claims, right? I, I will say that about Greg Reese's videos. But 
I think the idea is to get you to go start looking into some of this stuff. Um, if he's saying something that sounds really bizarre, like maybe all the Bohemian Grove thing was all bullshit. Like, actually, no, that turned out to be completely true. And uh, thanks to Alex Jones, we uh, were able to get in and find out more about what was actually happening there. And you do have, you know, power elite from all around the world coming to this weird place in California and, uh, you know, doing like ritual sacrifice uh, rites and ceremonies. And you have like a big Moloch statue in the form of an owl there and all, all this other weird stuff happening and what looks to be like a cult ritual stuff going on. Well, that's absolutely true. So that, that's not like some weird thing that somebody just made up that, that actually still goes on now, Bohemian Grove. And, uh, yeah, Lord Voldemort, Alex there brought that to the world through infiltrating that. And, uh, I would suggest to go check out, uh, the movie Endgame by Alex Jones and Infowars. I think Endgame really is one of the best sort of summaries of how the world actually works and what's going on now. Um, but as well, I want to show you a, a video that's on my life log page. I could find it other ways, but I'll find it here faster if I just do it like this. So I have a, a Facebook page. Life log is what I call it because DARPA created life log, which and from my understanding, then turned into Facebook. Uh, there's a movie, this, Beyond the Reset. Go watch this show. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Um, Stay tuned for it's just eerie, uh, the way that it looks like we're headed. You know, this is what the future beholds. This is what I say when I say humanity's going to have to learn the hard way. Well, when you're in a FEMA camp being controlled by drones and apps and... Uh, surveillance and uh, robots, you're going to uh, understand a lot more of what I meant at that point about, you know, how humanity is going to have to learn the hard way, apparently. Uh, you won't find me submitting to going into any sort of FEMA camp. I'll, I'll end up like that kid in the, in the clip, I guess. Um, you know, at that point, I'm not going to willfully go along with being taken to any sort of tyrannical medical camp and uh, 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 even if there is some kind of actual pandemic and uh, real actually working medications that they want to force, it's the principle that you can't force me to do something that I'm not going to do. And I do have lines in the sand, you know, and things like my children, my family, and my um, bodily autonomy are things that I'm not just going to fork over. But the uh, show is about this character who ends up in a FEMA camp for not wanting to go along with the vaccines. And, uh, you know, it unfolds from there. I, I don't want to give too much of it away, but he's eating bugs. He uh, gets delivered the, his daily prescription of bugs every day. And they won't let him out until he actually um, goes along with what... And he has all these memories of, you know, how it was before he was in the FEMA camp. And... It's only like 24 minutes, so I even want to show Cassandra this. She hasn't seen this yet. Um, but yeah, he ends up kind of fighting back, and we'll, we'll just leave it there for now. I don't have time today to go too much for, further into it, but I will put it in the show notes. On that Facebook page, I've been running for like over a decade. I, I, I don't really love Facebook, but it's kind of like the 
you know, we go into the matrix and share our memes in there type of thing. And maybe, you know, it, it's futile. It's stupid to, to even be on Facebook anymore. I like this. When I overhear someone across the room talking about how corrupt the government is. <laughs> See, I mean, you got to have the memes. That's kind of why I stick around. Like the memes, all my Facebook pages is just memes. Like I just, sure. This is kind of what I was saying earlier. When you're a resourceful AF and make magic happen out of the most trash situations. Like that's how you got to think about this whole thing, right? Like you are powerful. You are magic. You do have that ability to manifest our reality, you know? Um, so if you're going to say, oh, it's all horrible. It sucks so bad. Like, no, be the, be this raccoon, bro. Whoa, I'm so powerful. It's so funny. All right. That's enough. I had planned for this show also like backup memes if I had. Here, this one's good. This one goes to my point that I was just saying. The best way to become enlightened is to argue with people on Facebook. <laughs> right it's such bullshit like um the social media right even me promoting Noster is like uh, you know i'm not into social media but the memes i mean i I'm, I'm basically there for the memes here we go the moment you realize the political banking elite has been using you as a human battery stealing your stored energy in the form of money via a legal system based on coercion and theft <laughs> And it's Neo, you know, waking up out of the Matrix for those on the audio only. And it's true. Like, that is when you that is when you wake up. That is when you realize that it's, a, it's an illusion. It's a sham. That the people that are putting our nation, quote-unquote, into debt, quote-unquote, it's all, it's all fake, man. It's all just a belief system. It's just a religion in the, ne- in the negative sense of the word. And it's not actually real. Like, we're not actually in that much debt to anyone. That's all bullshit. That's just... That, that's just them and their um, cartel, you know, holding a gun to your head, you know, saying that that's what's going on, but it's not the case at all. It's an illusion. And the more we can break out of the illusion of the belief in authority, the belief in government as a legitimate claim that you can legitimately even voluntarily go along with being a slave is not true. That's, that's not a right and it's not under the laws of nature that it's a correct thing to do. It is incorrect and invalid thing to believe in. So yeah, the more we can get people to see that, and the more we can we can come together and work together. And here I am doing some we needing, but you know I'm not exactly someone that's just doing we needing. Okay, I'm actually living it. And it, to go along with that, just to close out here today, the last point I just kind of want to inject into the thing here is to say. It's time to really seriously consider homeschooling your children if you aren't already. And this is something I'm living and doing and uh, plan to do, continue to do, even with grandchildren as they come. I'll give my children, if my children come up with the excuse that, well, we can't, we don't know how. And I, they won't have that excuse because I will be there and, and, and Cassandra will be there to, to help with uh, overcome that hurdle. If that's a hurdle and our children don't feel like they can homeschool their children, and I'll give you my reasoning, um, some of my reasoning, okay? I have way more reasons to give. But when it comes to the school shootings, when it comes to the drag, drag queen story hour bullshit or whatever, I'm not saying it's bullshit, like not true. Like that's happening and it's bullshit. 
um, the, the genital mutilation, we're going to talk your kid into being a queer, even if he's not by the age of six, stuff that's going on. And then the vaccines and the, the medical tyranny that happens inside schools or we even saw, you know, school shootings happening at private Christian schools uh, recently. Get your kids out of the hands of other adults that and quit pretending that they're going to be responsible for raising your children in the way that you're responsible for raising your children. You're the one that's responsible for properly raising your children, period, the end. And so all this, what are we going to do about all these things? Homeschool your children. That's what you're going to do about it. Quit acting like there's people out there that are responsible for raising your children. You know, get over all your bullshit about, oh, I can't and I don't know how I'm not a good teacher. You're their protector, number one, first and foremost. And so putting them in these situations out there when the world's getting as crazy as it is and just hoping that they're going to be okay, well, you go off and make extra money to get have so that you have nicer cars in the driveway. I've made le- legit real sacrifices to be able to put ourselves in a position to have not not just like, oh, we need control, but have ownership and accountability over where what's happening to our children. I don't use any sort of excuse like, well, I would just wish they would stop doing this to our children. Like, no, I, I'm the one who raises my children and who's responsible for their health and safety. And I don't, I don't go and pretend that other people are going to do as good of a job as I'm going to do or with that particular aspect. I'm not saying like I'm the best teacher in the world and a genius, but you know, just with all the chaos that's going on in the world and everybody always goes, well, what are we going to do and how are we going to fix it? It's like, this is all happening because you're not you're letting your children into the hands of psychopaths and then wondering why it's going wrong. Well, my school's a good school, and my well, what if that school has a school shooting and you're not there to help your child and they end up the worst thing in happens? I don't even want to mention it. You know, it's not responsible to expect that your children are going to be safe in this world with what's going on by letting them out of your control out, out of your parental guidance out of out of your ability to be their parent and be there for them to help teach them and help protect them so even if you're not the greatest teacher in the world i still think it's the solution i still feel like there's ways and tools and you can use um online tools to to school your children and things like that but am i wrong i mean with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now and people are running around what do we do we have to use gun control we have to take away people's guns like yeah that's a great idea let's Let's leave the the psychopaths, the killers, and criminals out there with all the guns and take away all the good people's guns in the situation that we're in now. Let's not learn to protect ourselves. Let's not learn to take our children out of school. Let's not learn to actually teach them how to protect themselves. Let's put more and more power into the state or into criminals or into people who aren't going to follow those laws. Like That's not the point that we're at right now. That's not going to be a solution to where we're at. That's enough of a rant, okay? And that's enough for this episode. Um, These episodes are going to be like this, at least the ones I do on the weekend. I may produce other work, like go back to the Creature of Control series again and focus on that, or even Freedom's Rising stuff, or uh, falling into the movement trap topic, or uh, other things like that, Liberty Lifestyle things. Cassandra and I are conceptualizing an alt life brand so she has alt eats under and then we'll kind of create that under the alt life 
and not even maybe like our alt-life university. I don't know, but with all the transgender stuff, it might not be the best naming. People might get kind of confused. That's a joke. Sorry. People don't understand my humor sometimes. What I'm going to get into now is a oh, exiting musical clip here for us. And uh, the person that I'm going to play was actually someone who performed these clips he recorded them and then they were performed they were played live into the seed four conference so i haven't been given explicit permission uh but i do have the files and i don't think this individual or the people that were involved with the production would be too and this is what i meant by douglas martin you'll be coming up later because i think you assisted in co-producing this song with ryan swisher who, from what I can tell, is an amazing musician. There's a few other songs I have. Um, I don't have any sort of like website or links to put to source to him. Um, so if anybody could help me with that that's watching this, I'll put them in the show notes. But for now, this is going to be uh, All in the Mind, kind of a good song to go to today's episode, by Ryan Swisher and then uh, that's going to be it for today. So appreciate you for riding along. Uh, today we talked about stuff all over the board, and I, I kind of like that. I kind of like the way that the flow of these episodes goes. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm, 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 uh, next weekend I have that production for Cassandra's uh, alt-grain bread-making class to do. So I've got to get this mixer with the uh, sh- sh- with the Shure wireless mics um with her laptop that's not her laptop i don't know what that's my old laptop um that's gonna go with us to there so saturday definitely not going to be able to do a show if i can get it hooked back up and able to do a show on sunday i will otherwise i might try to do it like friday or monday something like that uh still get an episode out or i may just push everything to the next weekend i haven't fully decided yet and again this free form podcast is kind of like that i don't have a strict schedule i'm not going to be like every saturday i'm going to be here no matter what but sometimes it might be sunday but i do i would like to get into a better habit of sending out like where i'm going to be live beforehand so that's kind of the gilded server idea was the idea there but email i don't send out emails usually before a show I usually send it out after and people can watch it as their le- at their leisure when they come across the email or whatever but I kind of wanted to get into the sync of sending out an email with a live link before the show to give people a chance to join live although the reason I'm producing live is because I'm not going to have any editing after it helps me to kind of just get it done and if you're pre-recording then you're going to stop and let me go look at this and let me go oh let me and I just don't want to do it like I make mistakes if I make serious enough mistakes, I'll come back and correct it. Otherwise, like, I'm over that, man. Like, I don't, I'm not concerned with what I look like or what I sound like anymore. It doesn't bother me. If I mess up, I say something funny. If I can't think of something on the fly, like galvanized was the word earlier that I couldn't think of. Right now, it just pops right in, but I couldn't think of the word galvanized for some reason. Dip, like, when you dip a nail in, like, nickel or whatever it is. To make it last longer, I was saying people are going to become galvanized, but I couldn't think of the word. I don't really care, man. I mean, it's like going to beat myself up over some stupid thing that I couldn't remember. You know, so, okay, let's get into the musical scene. Peace out, everyone. Have a great and wonderful week, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you. Hey, Brandon, thanks for having me, man. Um, This song is for you and Nathan by me and Doug.